0: I'm <music> so got what i need hello and welcome back to another edition of the yank your socks off podcast i am one of your hosts andrew gambardella the third and joining me as always my best friend and our gentle jovial red Sox fan matthew beal matthew beal how are we doing today decent Decent at best, I I captain. The Yankees fan of this podcast, me being me, not oh, feeling the not, Orioles baby, yeah, not the feeling Orioles too are good America's Orioles. It's every season, every season, it feels like the Orioles just have our number. Every other team in the division just waxes the hell out of the Orioles. We lose the season series they against the love Orioles. Up on the Yanks. We lost the season series against them last year. I think it was like 10 to nine or something. No, we play even games. I just know that we did not win the season series against them last year. And losing opening series against the Orioles is telling. I mean, I I didn't want to start here. Usually I want to start with everything about baseball, but we'll start with baseball today. We'll just go into it. We'll finish with the NBA today with a little – little playoff action, but first game, we fit Aaron judge come out and we're like, Oh, we don't need to play Aaron judge. Aaron judge is an everyday player. Uh, He wasn't injured. He's not going to Tampa Bay and playing on that shitty turf field. And we're scared about his legs. This is Baltimore now. Solid field. He's healthy. Why the hell are we sitting him for Tim LaCastro beyond me by move by Aaron Boone beyond me. I, I don't understand that play at all. We lose a close game as the opener, but that set the tone. We just won a blue Jays game three to nothing, our pitching staff pitching incredible. And then we go into Camden yards and you know, it's a mentality thing there. It, it's just, it's just beyond, it's well beyond me. We win the second game because of a rain delay. We couldn't hit the starter worth a lick in that, in that second game, rain delay in the fifth inning, we're down to nothing. We come out of the rain delay and put up four runs in that, in that inning, um, I'm blanking on who the starter was for the Orioles there, but he didn't come out after the rain delay, the rain delay knocked him out. We didn't knock him out. It was Trev Tyler Wells, Tyler Wells, some righty young guy. Who's not, who had like a five ERA last year. I, I mean, he's 27. Yeah. He, in the first, in the first, uh, game He pitched this year against Tampa Bay, 1.2 innings pitched, three hits, four runs, 21 ERA against the Rays. Last year in his first MOB season, he had a 411 ERA in 44 games pitched, which is pretty good, but he had four saves. He was mainly out of the bullpen. Um, it's embarrassing, it, to say the least. We, we scored five runs in that game. We got blanked in this last game, even with, even if Aaron Boone didn't leave Jonathan Lasagna, as you call him, Loisega, out there in the eighth inning of a 0-0 game when he was on his 30th pitch. Bases loaded. They pinch hit a lefty Odor. You have a lefty and Lucas Luchy ready in the bullpen, and you leave Lasagna out there, and Odor hits a dribbler up the middle, and the rest is history um, for that inning. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we lost two of three to the Orioles. What more can be said than that? Let's just pretend I didn't say anything else before that. Nothing more can be said.
1: Yeah, that sounded like a whole lot of substantiating. Um, That's what we expect from Yankee fans. Oh, my gosh. That's what you're getting.
0: No, it's not – it's more of Aaron Boone needs to go. Cashman cannot – feel the team that's hit or miss only the gallo move terrible uh it it just it the guy he is what he is he's gonna hit under 200 he can't put the ball in play can't put pressure on the defense the only player i trust at the plate is dj lemayhew um or anthony rizzo in, in certain stances that and that's it past that I got nothing. And then Jose Trevino, let's not get lost. Sure. Our backup catcher has been exceptional so far, both at the plate and defensively has been exceptional. So I, right. yeah, I, I, I can't ask for anything more from our catching situation right now because we're getting great fielding and we're getting a little bit of help in the lineup too. Even Higgy's getting a couple hits. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's that's all I got. You guys split a series with twins, so now let's Wait, not, wait, wait. Hold
1: on. Hold on. Let's, let's, not, just recognize, let's just recognize the holiday that it is today. Happy Patriots Day to all you Bostonians. Uh, have fun with the Boston Marathon. Uh, was a fun day today. Lost the Red Sox game, but, you know, don't let that overshadow uh, the awesome day that it is in Boston.
0: I, I agree with you there, Boston Marathon. Before we get SF. to any yes. wins or losses. Yep. All right. Happy Patriots Day. I do want to say one thing about the Yankees just so far this season. The Yankees have had a 2.53 team ERA thus far, which is more than a half run better than any other American League team. Best in the league. And we, are, we sit at three runs per game scored. It's not the pitching staff's fault. They have been incredible. The bullpen has been incredible. Nestor Cortez is the Cy Young. He is incredible. Um, once again, putting out a scoreless outing of five inning baseball, but and he had a a, a career high twelve Ks in that game, and we lost five nothing. Nothing that he did was wrong. The Orioles exploded in the eighth for five runs, but we are fourteenth out of fifteenth in the AL in runs scored. That. Is that's beyond me now? While you go on and talk about the Red Sox this weekend and twins and what you've taken from that twin series, you know how much I put on that last Blue Jays game for the rest of the season and outlook that's washed. That's washed, it's same old Yankees, and until something is done to change this team and it's it's mojo, something rattles, and there's somebody new on the roster, somebody's brought up some catalyst is brought in. It's same old Yankees. There's nothing different. This is what we're going to expect. We're going to get into the wild card somehow. We're going to give, give ourselves hope down the stretch and we are going to lose quietly into the night in the first round of the playoffs, not even get out of the wild card most likely. Um, Yeah. That is, that is my early season reaction and will be the reaction until something changes pending pending
1: yeah yeah pending 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 um but uh yeah uh, I, i guess the red sox have uh been fine like you know i don't know five and five it is what it is i'm not happy i'm not sad i'm content but like there's a lot of things that don't make sense to me early on in the season um how can you get 11 hits and only produce three runs? I don't know. Is it lineup construction? Is it, uh, I, is it guys just hitting a bunch of singles? I don't know. Um, Weird weird day for sure for the stocks. Uh, they scored three runs in the last five innings. Uh, none before that got absolutely just demolished by Dylan Bundy of all people. Um, I don't get it. But I'm not trying to understand it. It's early on in the season. It is what it is. When you get 11 hits and only three runs, it hurts a little bit. But, um, I I mean, you could kind of see a little bit why. I mean, Kike struck out three times. Uh, Travis Shaw struck out three times. Those two combined for seven left on base. So that has a lot to do with it. Those were kind of stop gaps in the lineup today. Uh, JD left five on base. Uh, Christian Arroyo left five on base and I mean it's one thing when Kike and JD are leaving guys on base I mean they still deserve to be in the lineup but like who knows what would happen if uh, Trevor was playing second base and Dahlbeck was playing first I I hate rest days and I know you need them but they drive me insane because when guys like Arroyo and Travis Shaw leave a combined nine people on base and strike out four times like it just bothers me to the core. Like I just, it makes me wonder what would have happened if Travis, uh, if Travis Shaw, if Trevor story was in the game and if Dahlbeck was in the game, because uh, I mean, I don't know. And, And it ended up being eight to three. So like, I guess there's little, you could say on it, but with 11 hits, I mean, you would expect five or six runs and then you're kind of in the game and it changes the complexity. And, um, cutter Crawford comes in for an inning and two thirds and lets up four runs. Like if it was a closer game, maybe he's not coming in that situation. I don't know. Um, it bothered me, but it's early season. Things like that happen. Things are inexplainable. Um, but as Red Sox fans and I know Yankee fans do this too, you put a lot of pressure on guys for a couple of games and I've done that. I mean, Xander Bogarts was like struggling for, five games. Where we're like, what's up with Xander? Uh, and then he's had like seven hits in the last three days. So uh, the guy's now batting 333. <laughs> he's just, he's fine. But like, I, I think I tend to be way too analytical early on in the season. And when I see a game where we hit the ball 11 times, I just had to be happy for hitting the ball 11 times, even though we didn't produce the runs because the runs will come. And as long as you keep hitting the ball, then, you know, it'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I'm trying not have, to be too analytical. You have, you have a much different
0: five and five feel to your season than, well, it's the New York media. And if we had a it, win, it, a loss, and a
1: split. So
0: it's it's me as a fan. It's just the Orioles losing a series to the Orioles this early just just pains me. We and yeah. the offense, which. You know, they thought we were the starters we, with Severino question marks, and it's a long season, but Severino looks filthy again. Nestor Cortez looks like he's about to have a repeat season of what he did. You just pray for injury-free baseball for your entire team. This offense is abysmal. You know the one team that scores less runs per game than us in the AL? You want to guess what that team is so far? Runs? Yeah, runs per game. Ooh.
1: Like total runs or run differential? Total runs per game. The only team who ranks lower than you.
0: Yes, in the, in the well, American obviously League. Obviously not the Blue Jays. Not the Blue oh, Jays. Oh, in the American League. I thought you meant the AL East. No. Well, they are in the oh. AL East. They are. Oh, the team is. Is it the Orioles? <laughs> yeah, it's the Orioles. And that just makes it that much better that we lose to the Orioles, a team who also has terrible pitching um, and a staff of no names. Now, I'm not going to say um, that the likes of, of Tyler Wells John Means. and John Means, they they are solid pitchers and they, and they great, could be good. Like I, I'm saying – I'm not saying they don't have talent, but these guys are not established pitchers. We're not facing – we did not go into this series. We did not face Scherzer. We did not face a Kershaw. Um, we didn't even face an Ethan Avaldi v- in this series. So let, let's not let's got not get carried away. Sandy Allen Contra There's so many better pitchers out there. It's countless. This Baltimore team's ace is probably most other team's third pitcher. So I. I just don't understand where the offense is right now. I get that it's cold, but it's going to be cold come playoff time. So this gives me no hope for the rest of the season if if you get my drift here.
1: I get your drift. I get it.
0: Yeah, we got shut out by a Bruce Zimmerman this past game. Do you know who yeah. Bruce Zimmerman is?
1: No, I don't.
0: He played 14 I, games last year, had a four and five record and a five ERA. I mean, who's Brucey? Wow. I, he did shut out Milwaukee as well in four innings, his last start. So maybe he's – maybe that's a name to look out for, Bruce Zimmerman. Maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We will see. Um, I, uh, I, I feel like what you're saying about the Yankees, I can – uh talk on a little bit. I, I feel like I have a decent understanding for what you're going through as a Yankee fan because we are two games away from possibly losing three series to start off the season. And the best team that we've played is the Yankees. Um, we lost the first series to the Yankees. We beat the Tigers two to one and the two games that we won were pretty damn close. Yeah. So Clutch a couple hitting. runs here and there could be one two. And then we tied against the Twins 2-2. So, I mean, a 3-1 loss, a 1-2 loss, and a 1-2 loss could have the season feeling a lot different, and it doesn't take a whole lot for that to change. And so I feel a little bit uncertain. I'm glad that we're holding out these wins. It shows a lot early in the season to be able to lock down wins and come back and things like that, uh, which we have been able to do. But the consistency isn't there yet. I don't think it's really there for a lot of teams. It's there for the Blue Jays. It's there for the Dodgers, but that's pretty expected. Um, It's not there for the Ray Sox or Yankees right now. They're all sitting at five and five tied in the AL East. And I don't really think we have a clear understanding of how that playoff picture is going to look. I mean, are there going to be four teams from the AL East or are two or three teams going to separate from the pack? I mean, That's still kind of up in the air. And I I can't really pick out which team is going to do that. I hope it's the Red Sox. I feel like they have the talent to do it. Um, But a lot of that resides on when is Paxton coming back? When is Sale coming back? Uh, When's our bullpen going to be at full strength? Josh Taylor went down with an injury when he's coming back. Uh, I mean, Josh Taylor, I, I think a lot of people forget how well he pitched last year. He was by far best lefty and, uh, and kind of had a great breakout season. Matt Barnes has been very iffy to start off the season, as has Brian Brazier. Cutter Crawford opening day looked like he was going to be the next big thing, and then he's just, like, shot off to a 15 ERA. Garrett is looking feisty as ever, striking out batters left and right, but if that's all we got in the bullpen, and, and we're relying on our Garrett Whitlock days to get the wins, which, honestly, I, uh, we really have, like – all of our wins come on like two to three strong innings of Garrett Whitlock. Um, that's the only days I feel confident right now. I mean, we have decent starting pitching. I love Tanner Houck so far. He's been incredible. Uh, he, he got off to a rough start, but last game, he just looked absolutely unhittable. Um, I'm always going to have confidence in the Michael Walker pitched very well the other day. But I mean, where are the strong innings coming from? And honestly, I'm down to maybe three pitchers who I feel fully confident in um, winning a game with at the mound. And I mean, that's Tanner Yavaldi, and Garrett Whitlock and and everybody else. Like, I I don't know, I'm fine with it. Just, I I feel uncertain and I am not going to pick on the pitching right away because it could be so much worse, but the confidence for me just still isn't there. And I would like to see, uh just I don't know I would just prefer to be more confident and I know that's easy to say but um but yeah I don't know that's kind of where I'm at and like you know I'm not picking on the pitching at all I don't think they've shown reasons to be like oh this team can't do it this pitching isn't good enough I just don't know if they're good enough and I want to say they are but like I'm not there yet and I was hoping that early on in the season maybe we would just know whether they're there, but I feel like one day they're freaking awesome. And then the next is like, you know, the game like today. I mean, Rich Hill let up four runs, um, and they're all in an inning, so you could, you know, take what you want with that. Like whether it's a blow-up inning and you could get rid of those and understand exactly where he went wrong, you know, maybe – um, and then Cutter Crawford also gave up four innings and in, uh, four runs in one inning. So, like, I mean, the guy pitched a little over one. Just I think it was one and two thirds, I said. Uh, but I don't know, maybe he cruised in the first and he just went too long. I, I think those are the things that Alex Correa just has to figure out with these new pitchers. Uh, obviously, they haven't been around very long. Coder uh, Crawford was called up this year, which hill was signed in the offseason. And so I think it's kind of figuring out where those guys belong. So it's not a bad thing that they're doing this. I just think that uh, I- I'm excited to see where we get by midsummer. I hope everybody kind of has their own role and we're back to cruising. Um but uh but yeah,
0: I don't know. I can't yeah. be mad about it. One five can and hope. Five. We we can both hope. Um but we're both sitting at five and five. A lot of season to go, exactly 152 games to go. Uh, the Yankees next face um, the Tigers. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's, that's a direct comp because y'all just played the Tigers. Um, we'll see what we can do in a three-game set against the Tigers and then heading into a weekend series with the Guardians, who have been one of the best-hitting teams in baseball, very surprisingly. Uh, So around around the league, other than just looking into our our teams and biasly just just focusing on them. uh, Some of the surprises I have around the league. uh, You know how I love war. Um, Top five war war guys in the league. Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals having a great start to the season. Uh, with one war. I know it's a long season, obviously. The leaders in war finish in double digits uh, across the season. But then you have Jose Ramirez, Owen Miller, Matt Olson, and Saya Suzuki for the Cubs, who I said would get off to an incredible start. And he is incredible. He absolutely ropes the ball. He tattoos the ball. Now, is there one guy who I just said who, who you don't really know? He's in the
1: 91st percentile of uh, calculated uh, speed like foot per second speed
0: yep yeah it's it's no good. shock to Incredible. me it was in the scouting report that I, it's still early so guys will learn to pitch to him but there is a lot of hope early and he is a good eye he, he is a good he has good plate discipline um, so we'll, we'll see how he goes but Right now, I do have to say, the guy Owen Miller, for what team do you think Owen Miller plays for? Owen Miller, is he a pitcher or hitter? (laughs) He's a hitter. He is a shortstop. He is a second-year shortstop, maybe technically a rookie because he only played 60 games for them last year, for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh no it's very early but he's batting 500 as two home runs, seven ribbies and a 1.51 o- OPS already. Looks good. Cleveland Cleveland looks like they have some promising talent around Jose Ramirez. Um we had mentioned uh what's his name? Do you remember his name last week that we mentioned I will it'll come to me. Oh, the Indians dude? Yes. Steven, lefty guy. what's his last name? I forget his name. But they have some young talent, suffice to say, and just impressive to stay the least. Also around the league, you have the Giants, who have not stopped from what they were doing last year. They uh, – oh, it's, it's Quan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Stephen Kwan. Um, yeah. A rookie. But they, yeah, for the Guardians, they got a little bit of excitement around the league. The Rockies are six and three. I have no idea who's still on the Rockies after Story left. Could not tell you. Um, or, oh, what's the Rockies? Chris Bryant. Yeah, Chris Bryant. That's a name. Hell yeah. And uh, CJ what? Crone. Yes, who got traded from the Blue Jays for uh Tapia?
1: Uh they got uh T. Oscar. Right?
0: Tiasker no. Hernandez. Oscar is still on, on the then Blue it's Jays. uh the other outfielder. Uh yeah, it's an outfielder. It was outfield uh, Oh, it's Randall Gritchuk. Randall, yeah, Gritchuk. Randall Gritchuk. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you yeah. go, it came to me um so pop in the righty and you know balls are flying out of the stadium in Colorado and they're playing a little bit but no shocker with with power rankings so far really um right now top five the MLB has it as the Mets at five Astros at four White Sox at three Blue Jays at two Dodgers at one and then coming in at six they have the Yankees and then trailing them as the Giants at 7, which seems disgusting. terrible. It is raise, disgusting. Rays at 8, Padres at Yankees 9, Cardinals at 10 six. to round that out. It, it makes no sense, giving way too much it's credit disgusting. to them. Sports Illustrated puts the Yankees at 9, which I think is a little bit more fair. Um, below, I don't the think they're a top 10 team. I think where they stand now – is it fair to put them above the Tampa Bay Rays? Is it fair to put them above the Padres? I think so. Are
1: they better than the Red Sox? Why? They finished worse last year. Yes. They're not doing better. Yes, but – Where is the reasoning for that? They didn't talent. have the better offseason. Talent.
0: Talent. Just raw Where? talent, raw talent on the roster. It's not even comparable, Red Sox. Speaking. I disagree.
1: The names are
0: all over the place for the Yankees. It's just a matter of putting it together. You have Bogarts, Devers, and past that, and your and J.D. Martinez. Past that, Kike Hernandez. Story
1: was an All Star a couple of years ago. I like what, what, why?
0: All right, fine. How? I'll give, yeah, I'll give you story too. Qu- Pitching-wise, it's not – like, we have Garrett Cole, and I understand – He's 40 with over 1,000
1: OPS. Uvaldi was an all-star last year. Garrett Whitlock was one of the best relievers in baseball last year. Yes. Matt you Barnes, can... I don't care what he's doing right now. He was also an all-star last year. We have the best
0: bullpen in baseball, and that's not even arguable. Um, and then past that, we have Osso- – a That's not true. You do not have the best bullpen
1: in baseball. That's very arguable, too.
0: Okay, we can make that argument.
1: Anytime. The Braves have the best bullpen in baseball. Okay. They have two closers. Will
0: Smith basically
1: won them the late innings in the postseason last year, and then they're like, oh, yeah, let's get Kenley Jansen, too.
0: Yeah, Kenley Jansen is well past his prime. I, I do not think bullshit. Did you see him last year? Yeah. He, in the playoffs time and time again, he gives away games. So I, I am not scared of Kenley Jansen at all. And he's all the way over in the national league. So
1: I'm not. 38 saves last year in a 2.22 ERA. That's,
0: it's pretty good. That is pretty good. Let's see what he can do this year and let's see if he can turn it around in the postseason Cause the past couple of years, He's been not the reason why the Dodgers have been winning games in the postseason. He has not helped. No, the Dodgers just don't win games in
1: the postseason because they're terribly managed. I don't. He doesn't know how to use his pitchers. He just doesn't. And that's a fact. He has cost the Dodgers two world series. I love Dave Roberts more than almost anybody. He's a huge reason why the Sox won in 2004. He's a huge reason why Game 4 was still a game against the Yankees in 4 But as a manager, I cannot get on his side. He does not make good decisions when it comes to pitching. Hitting, maybe, but how many starts did Bellinger get in 2018 when they lost lost to the Sox? I mean, Bellinger is an incredible postseason hitter, and I think he got two starts because he didn't start him against any of the lefties in the Red Sox rotation. So that's David Price and Chris Sale. And that's your game one and game two, game five and game six. Like, like how are you going to do that as manager? So past lineup construction, I, I mean, it's evident in, we've already talked about the Kershaw thing, but like the way he's used his relievers is just drives them into the ground. I mean, he doesn't put guys like Kenley in good positions to do well. Um, I don't love what David Roberts has done in recent years. Love the dude, cannot stand him as a manager. And I think you agree with me on that one.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you, especially what happened with Kershaw and taking him out of a perfect game. There's been 23 perfect games in the history, storied history of MLB's pastime. Um, And not one since, I would say it again, not one since 2012 when King Felix threw one for the Seattle Mariners. 23 in history, and you're going to take him out of that bid? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's history. You're taking it out of his hands. Um, I don't know how a player yeah. can trust a manager after that. Um, yeah.
1: He I, also I, kind of broke Max Scherzer last year, so there's that. Pitching yeah. Max Scherzer as, like, a two-winning reliever in the wild card game was probably – the worst thing I've seen a manager do, especially when he didn't need Scherzer in that instance. But he used him, stretched him out for two innings as a reliever, told him to go out there and throw 100, and Scherzer after the year said that his arm has never felt so bad and it felt like it was going to fall off after the postseason. And that's in the wild card game. He pitched for three more series with an arm like that. And no wonder why they lost.
0: Yep, they just didn't have enough gas. Um, but it was big, that race down the stretch with them and the Giants um, yeah. for that top spot because that really ended up hurting the Dodgers last year. Um, but you're right, I, I, I don't have faith in the Dodgers. They've had manager problems before Dave Roberts um, was there, which is why the reason why he got the job first uh, after Don Mattingly. So um, it was Don Mattingly before him, right? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, about that. Yeah, I think yeah. So. Um. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that sounds right as well. Um, but that's. I mean, around baseball, there's. I mean, it's baseball. Baseball is back. There's dingers everywhere. There's great highlights. Um, there there are some wicked wicked web weather games out there, um, with the wind whipping. Um, and it's it's very cool. I don't know. I like seeing like managers faces like all red and stuff just from it being so cold, because um, in that Orioles series, when it when we had the rain delay uh, watching that game. Aaron Boone was stone face red. Uh, Josh Donaldson looked like. Um, yeah, uh, Josh Don like. I mean, all these guys really were just, yeah. But Josh Donaldson came up clutch, um, and but God, the wind—it it all reminds me. All this wind talk—I know this is coming out of left field, but it all reminds me of Tom Coughlin in that game against the Packers way back in uh, 2011 when we beat Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field on that on our way to that historic. Um, Super Bowl run beating the Patriots again, where it yes. the wind chill was like negative thirty degrees or something like that, something crazy like that, and he looked like, I, uh, yeah, his face kind of looked like uh, Where's Waldo, like that that type of red. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it, yeah, but it is early. It's cold. Long season to go, and I'm looking forward to to the season and and where it goes from here. Um, but I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about come uh, come Thursday with these next series. Um, yeah, we got a big one coming up. Yeah, Who the you guys Blue Jays. We
1: got the Blue Jays, that? and a big a big piece of uh, storyline came out, which. Is very upsetting to me. Um, Tanner Houck is kind of looking like he's he's really settling in. Um, uh, actually, fortunately, this Blue Jay series is at home. But Tanner Houck said that uh, he wasn't vaccinated, so he won't be able to pitch in Toronto, which kind of sucks because now you're looking at potentially a playoff series where Chris Sale, Tanner Houck, um are not vaccinated. They're two of your top three pitchers on the roster so you have to work around a playoff series now without them work around late uh season series without those two guys um and that that scares me a little bit and like you know i i think you know they're free to what they want to do and i don't blame them like i you know it, it's fine it's their decision but um but as a red sox fan and uh I, I mean, what it comes down to, and it, it sucks that it does, but, like, it hurts the team a lot. So, that's not great. I found that out this week as they are talking about the Blue Jays series that they're not going to be able to start him in Toronto, uh, and they can't start Chris Sale in Toronto. So, I, I mean, those are the guys that you just pitch at home, and, like, it is what it is, and you just plan it out for them. I think in a playoff series it would be fine. But – um But now you're looking at Evo probably, I guess, when Sale comes back, like, Evo is your one or two. And then you're starting – you're four or five in a series against Toronto. So, if you're looking at one being Evo, then you're four and five. And then who's your fourth pitcher in a four-game series in Toronto? Because it's not Sale or how, And that, I don't don't know. I mean, like, it's – it's one game that you're looking at, I guess, and you, you can't worry too much about what the future holds and, like, what that turns out to look like. But say Houck's the guy who's ready and you just don't have a starter, then you're using a bullpen day and, and it hurts you for the next series. I mean, those are, those are things that can kind of uh, dig into a season, especially late in the season. So Toronto scares, scares me this year for that reason. Playing away in Toronto, there's going to be a lot of teams missing players. Uh, but it, it sucks to hear that the Red Sox will be one of those teams.
0: Yeah, they even if it's like one or two players, like it is for the Red Sox per series, like very meaningful players. Um, I know the Yankees, there's rumors that Judge is not vaccinated like that. Going to the Blue Jays, it's, we said it before the season started. It, it was a low you got hit dingers. It was a low story, but it's not a it's not a small story, like. The Blue Jays, this is a big home field advantage for them. They're already is. an incredible team with an incredible lineup and starting pitching staff. Um, and they're all vaccinated because they have to, so they're not missing anybody. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it it's going to be a big home field advantage, and I think they, they're they going to win the AL East because of it. Uh, yeah. Not because of that solely; they're an incredible team as well. But that just puts them over the top for every single home game. Right. They have yeah. slightly no no fault to like to them at all. No fault to them. Um, it's just mm-hmm. the laws that are in are in Canada right now um, and yeah. in Toronto. So, I mean, they're they're doing what they're supposed to do, and they're gonna right. they're gonna play baseball like they're supposed to do, and they're gonna win baseball games like they're supposed to do.
1: Right. So,
0: yeah, uh, that's definitely kind of
1: a thorn in the Red Sox side. I mean, it just kind of slows them down a little bit for the big division rivalry. Like, you you have to win those games. Um, and when you're not at full capacity, full strength already, I, I mean, you know guys are going to get hurt, and that's one thing. But then you're adding on guys who just can't play in series. Like, that. that's very hurtful. Like, yeah. it's – you, you can expect probably a couple arms to get hurt, and that's why I'm worried about you know two arms being out of the rotation late in the season when Sale is back because if you're missing two arms in your rotation, then that means you then have to call up players or use your bullpen arms and tire out everybody else. And so it just kind of sucks for that game four that comes around and you just don't know what to do. Uh, as far as starting pitcher, um, fortunately the Red Sox are deep enough in pitching that they do have five starting pitchers. They actually have six, but, um, but I don't know. It's just, it's tough. Like, I I mean, there's definitely some teams out there that don't even have five. So like for them, if one of their starters, um, can't play in the series against the blue Jays, then like that even hurts more. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, depth charts are definitely going to be hurt. But this is way early in the season, but something that's not way early in the season. NBA playoffs have officially started. The play in tournament ended. The Hawks get the eight seed, and the Pelicans beat the Clippers to get the eight seed. We did not see this coming. CJ McCullum is an absolute god, just like he is in 2K. And Brandon Ingram is Brandon Ingram. He's a young, he's a, he's a, Kevin Durant, like, B-plus version. Um, So they get into a series now. They win the eighth seed. So they get a little celebration in. Then they come into to to play the Suns, who are widely regarded as the deepest, best team in the league, and they showed just that and absolutely kept the Pelicans in an arm's length all game. Um, Handled them pretty easily and they take that game 110-99 to 99 to take a 1-0 lead. Uh, Bucks beat the Bulls in a close game, closer than I thought it would be. Watching that game as a Bulls fan was at least it was entertaining. Down the stretch, we were down three. Um, it was back and forth, down three with just about 40 seconds to go. We get the ball to Vucevic, wide open floater. He bricks it, gets his own rebound, wide open layup, and he misses it. So we then we have to start fouling and we get out of the game. He makes that. It's a one-point game with 30 seconds to go. It Vucevic had a solid game. He was our leading scorer in the game with 24 points, leading rebounder, 17 rebounds, but he felt he missed that one a wide open fundamental. On the right side, he's a righty, missed the layup, just wide-open layup, like uncontested layup. I don't know how you do that as a pro. Yeah. But the Bulls fall 93-86. Some surprises, the Celtics coming out, uh, holding on to that win against the Nets. Uh, They win 115-114. The Heat absolutely blow out the Hawks, and they hold Trey Young to eight points. The Heat, who are my pick to win it all. So good. So good. Uh, and then Biggest you surprise of all. You can, you can talk about the West since your team is in the West. Um, yeah, sure. I know I touched on the Suns, um, but the Sixers also blow out the Raptors, which I did not see coming. Uh, the Raptors gave up 130 points. Tyrese Maxey looked like he was – he was an all star. Tobias Harris, Harden, and Beat, it all clicked. Um, yeah. But yeah, take it away in, in the West um, for those opening games. Give us a little update. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, Anthony Edwards is a
1: freaking beast. Um, he played awesome. They beat Ja,
0: sadly. Biggest surprise uh, of those first games. Biggest surprise by far. Yeah, I mean, when you get Cat and D'Angelo
1: and Anthony Edwards to all have great games, I'm not surprised that they took the first. I mean, there's a lot of adrenaline pumping after uh, the huge uh, win in the – What's it called? The play-in. I almost said the bubble. Um, in the play-in, there's, there's a lot of adrenaline pumping. They played more recently than the Grizzlies. I think the rest is going to benefit the Grizzlies long term in the series. Um, but that's a huge win to get off the bat, especially at uh, Memphis. In Memphis. Home. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think a huge, huge indication of how this series is going to go game two, how Memphis responds. Memphis is so young and actually younger than the T-Wolves. Uh, the T-Wolves feel like a young young team because they have been for a while, but they're really not. They have some veterans. Um, while they don't have tons of playoff experience, uh, the Grizzlies have near none. And so uh, given that, I, I honestly don't think the Grizzlies could have expected at all what the playoffs are like, even if they're prepared for it. Even if, uh, I mean, jaws is probably the most like, level-headed young player I've seen like the guy knows what comes with the playoffs and understands it but I still just don't think that there's any way that you could be prepared for the playoffs at that age without having been through at least one game before and so I think Memphis can really settle in in game two and and reel everything back in focus on what they need to focus on uh they're a well-coached team they're going to be able to Uh, figure out ways to stop cat. Obviously, uh, Steven Adams was not the answer and, uh, and they're going to have to figure that one out and they're going to have to put a guy on him, uh, whether it be somebody a little bit smaller, more athletic, like triple J or Brandon Clark or somebody, I don't really know what that looks like, but they're going to have to figure it out. Uh, and I think a seven-game series gives them plenty of time to do that because I really don't think there's a lot of people in the NBA who could outscore Jala, let alone on the T-Wolves. I know Anthony Edwards is awesome, but you know, I, I just I, I still think that Memphis has the uh, benefit of just having the best player on the court. Um, swinging it over to the Utah-Dallas series, uh, Donchich. Uh, I just want to say out. something. X nugget yeah.
0: Malik Beasley put up 23 off the bench for the T-Wolves. Yeah. And I think that was the difference in that game. What was most surprising with me in that game is that it it felt, it didn't feel like the Grizzlies were really ever in, in that game. Like they, like the T-Wolves went into the fourth with a six point lead, but they start the, the fourth pretty hot and they just, they win the game by 13 by double digits I just didn't see that coming, but can, please continue Yeah. Um. The, yes, oh, no, on the yeah. Jazz. Yeah, Utah won. Um, I, I don't
1: know. I, I feel like I saw that coming. I, I think I said that, right? Utah yeah, is just – Yeah, we said that. I was saying last.
0: The Mavs yeah. without Luka Doncic
1: in this Yeah, Luka is out tonight, so I just – I don't think there's any way the Mavs can beat the Jazz in a seven-game series. I just don't see it happening. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell is going to get better and better as the series goes on, as he's shown that he does in the past. He just, I, I don't know, like every so often I feel like he puts up games where he doesn't even like score that much. I think he had like eight at half. Uh, I don't know what he ended up with. I think he 32. had a pretty good game. He had yeah, 32, yeah. 6 and so, 6. I mean, this is a guy who when he gets going, he does not stop. And so what he did in the second half is just indicative of that. Um, Starting off with eight points, I don't think anybody was worried about what he would do in the game um, because it's still Donovan Mitchell. But yeah, like putting up 32 after eight in the first half or whatever it was, pretty incredible. There's not a lot of ways you could stop that guy, especially when your best player is not on the court uh, being Luka Doncic. So uh, I, I feel like that series is all but over. I hate saying that after one yeah. game. but I And just the really Mavs
0: lost uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. for, yeah. for the rest of the, of the year late with injury. They just were hit unluckily with a lot of injuries late. And the Jazz, they played three forwards in Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, Daniel House, three guards, Mitchell, Conley, and Clarkson, and then two bigs in Whiteside and Gobert. They're just well-balanced. Um, you sprinkle yep. a little poncho Hernan Gomez. I love that team. Oh, yeah. if, if if their second-round matchup wasn't the Suns, I think they might give the Suns a little bit of problem just because they play great on both ends of the floor. They'll be scrappy. They'll win a couple games, and U- they'll win a game in Utah um, at least, um, and they might steal one in Phoenix. So that's a second-round matchup that I'll probably be the most excited for coming at what this looks What this looks like, it looks like it'll match, you know what I'm saying, Um, based on the matchups. But I so far, after one game, you know, you can't take a lot from one game, but the way it's starting, I love my, my prediction of Warriors. I still love my prediction of Warriors heat so far. Yeah, well, we're getting to the Warriors series, so hold up. Hold it up with that nonsense. Yeah, We'll get you saved this for last for your Denver Nuggets playing the Warriors. Do you do you have anything? Is there anything any sense of hope you can take from this game? I think that will you not a lot. will you win a game in this series? Let's start with yeah, that. Yeah, we will. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I was worried early on in the game the warriors had no solution for nikola jokic and i was like okay cool that'll work <laughs> i'm with it uh, jokic ended up with 25 10 and 6 i uh, based on what he was doing early on in the game i think he could have done better i, yeah. I you mean, said he was going to put up saying 50. that he was looking like a little bit uh, he had like lost a step which is very well possible i mean Mike Malone tried to rest Jokic so much leading up to the playoffs, but the Nuggets just simply cannot do it without him. The games that he'd try to rest Jokic, he'd end up having to come back in in the fourth quarter or something to lock the game up. And it's just, it was so frustrating to see because we kind of saw this happening. The dude is in incredible shape. And I mean, the fact that he was able to play 82 last year and close to 80 this year, I mean, the guy has just shown that he could stay on the court for a long period of time. And that was a huge question early on in his career. So hats off to him, but without any help, it's really ailed him late in the season. And I I mean, he's clearly getting to a point where it like he is exhausted and any player would be no matter who you are, what size you are, how, at what shape you're in, like any player is going to be exhausted in this instance. Jokic, fortunately, only played 34 minutes last game. I say only. Normally 34 is a full game for most people, but a full game for Jokic is like 42. Um, and, uh, and I'm glad to see that the numbers, uh, the minutes, were a little bit short of 40 because, I mean, he's had playoff series like against the Blazers where he played almost 60 minutes in a game. I, I hated seeing that because I knew that it just hurt us for the next round. I think that Jokic might come back a little bit uh, fiercer tonight, hopefully with just a little bit of renewed energy. And um, after a day of rest, I, I think that – uh I, I think he might be able to to get back into it and, uh, you know, do his thing.
0: Yeah. You said um, at the end of last team episode team. that he was going to put up 50, 20, and 10. I know that's, that's crazy to say – but he put up right. half, half of that in pretty much every category, 25, 10, and six, which is nothing to laugh at. Um, but yeah. they're going to need – they're, they're going to need
1: – they're going to need
0: what he well, averaged during the season. And, more, like, they're going to need right. him to average probably, yeah, 35, 12, and, like, eight for the series to have That's a chance good. to win a, yeah. just win a couple games. Um, yeah more than and one
1: I, I think the the main thing that I'm worried about is I was sitting there and this is the point that I was trying to get to but I'm sitting there and watching Jokic back down and and get these shots at the rim and like you know hit Aaron Gordon on the back door these are all twos how are you going to beat a team like the Warriors if you're getting even if you're getting high percentage shots you cannot Beat a three-point shooting team like the Warriors when Jordan Poole is hitting the shots from half court. like Yeah, was. I was good. Yeah, I'm glad you met. Every shot he took. And Steph Curry, like, freaking off the bench. I mean, Steph is only yeah. going to get healthier and healthier as the series goes on. And that's a problem because the Nuggets do not know how to shoot with the Warriors right now without MPJ and Jamal Murray. Um, which is why I was most afraid of this matchup of all the matchups we could have ended up with. I would have rather the Mavs, the Jazz. I think we match up better with all those teams. The Warriors play at a pace that the Nuggets cannot handle without their three-point scores. And I I mean, Will Barton was doing all he could, but at a certain point, you just need Jamal and MPJ on the court. Like they, they are the ones who could bring us through this series and they're not counted out yet for this series, but I feel like that's a little bit of game gamesmanship by Mike Malone to say, Hey, we, you know, they might come back and just keep the Warriors on edge and, and keep them having a couple game plans, having to focus on a few things in practice rather than just guarding Jokic. Um, I do think there's a little bit of gamesmanship involved uh, from what I'm hearing is Jamal is healthy enough to be back on the court, but, may not be in the mental mindset to be able to play at full capacity just because it takes a lot to get back from an ACL injury and understand that like your knee can do the things it can do. Um, And when you're nervous like that, you don't want to play because it just risks getting hurt more and getting hurt worse. Um, So that's where he's kind of at. I want him to do whatever's best for his career and future Um, and MPJ is, is right around the corner. He's experienced a few setbacks, has a little bit of pain, but, um, but the guy is saying that he might be back this series. So whether that's in two days from now, or I don't know, by game seven, if it comes to game seven, I am not sure, but we need them badly right now. I wish that MPJ could just come back and sit in the corner and, just not even play defense. I, I I don't know. I love Monte Morris and Will Barton, and they could shoot the lights out some nights, but they're not going to be able to do it for seven games straight yeah. if that's what it takes. Yeah. Um, and Jordan Pool and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry uh, all can do that uh, to a better degree. Um, and what the Nuggets do well, and when they win, is when they're combining the the shots with just posting with Jokic and. Um, and if we have that combination, then sure, I, yeah, I'd be for I, it, but, I don't yeah. think the
0: problem will be Jokic. Jokic is going to get his no. – they they can't guard him with Looney. They might try to guard him with Draymond and go a little bit smaller yeah. and, and limit his passing a little bit. But Wiggins on the wing, Thompson on the wing, these are ec- excellent defenders. Otto Porter coming in. These are good defenders that, that are just going to limit – Limit the likes of, of what Aaron Gordon can contribute to your squad and Will Barton can contribute to your squad scoring-wise. Um, and then on the other end of the court, you said it yourself, I mean, they just – they yuck threes and they make them. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But if you don't mind um, – I, I will I, say one promise. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me, give me your hope. He came in. Huh? Give me your hope. Give me your hopes and dreams. Oh, I,
1: I will say, so Jokic – Obviously, uh, did not play. I think like most of the second half of the first quarter, and then like into the second quarter. Um, that's huge for the Nuggets. When he came back in, the Nuggets were still tied or leading. I believe uh, Boogie Cousins held down the position so well, and he was getting into the post very easily. Um, he he missed a bunny early on, but then started settling a little bit. He had a three somewhere. I I really 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 like Boogie because I think he brings the same sort of athleticism and passer vision that Jokic has. I, I mean, not to Jokic's level right now at this point in his career, but he brings the same presence that Jokic does off the bench, and uh, and we were missing that after trading Mason Plumlee because Plumlee was all, always like a pass first big man. Uh, Boogie is now like that too, and. And having him to bring in and give Jokic some rest is huge, and it's going to be huge down the stretch. Um, if he can keep the game where it's at and basically have it even plus minus like he did the other day, uh, I'm with that. Like that is how the uh, the Nuggets are going to beat the Warriors is is to rest Jokic as long as you can and keep the game where it's at with Boogie on the court um, and at times maybe even extend lead. So, I, I mean, we'll see what he's able to do, but my hopes and dreams are that the Nuggets are going to win, and Jokic and Boogie are going to combine for 60 points tonight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I I hope that's the case. That would be fun to see. You guys got to muck this series up. You cannot play beautiful Nuggets basketball versus beautiful Warriors basketball. You can't play an open track meet against the Warriors. You're not going to win. You don't have the firepower right now to win with Murray and Quarter, you would have the firepower. You don't have it right now. You got to like, muck it up. You got to play some more Jermichael Green. You got to play bigger, I think, is the answer here. I know bigger is not the answer right now in the NBA, and, and small lineups are the thing the thing of the future and the thing of the present, and big men are the thing of the past. But you have a dominating force down low, both in Cousins off the bench and Jokic. You, you have to try you got to try to slow the game down. And that's what it, I was going to say. That's the key, slowing the game down. It's controlling the pace, really, is the key to give the Nuggets yeah. a chance. Because if this game gets over 120 points, the Warriors are winning every single time, even above 110. You got to keep this game in that, that 100 range. Um, and that, that gives me a nice transition to the Bucks the Bulls game. The Bulls have a prolific offense and not much of a great defense. The Bucks have a great defense and a solid offense with with Giannis and and Middleton and Holiday. Um, But we held them to 93 points. We held Chris Middleton to 11 points. Caruso did an exceptional job. Um, Giannis got his in 27, but it was on a decently tough shooting night for him um, with Patrick Williams showing what he can do. Him healthy is great. If we This just gives me hope to, to see what this team would be like with a healthy Lonzo ball because that even makes us even a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball and having Caruso as a sixth man instead of a starter just, I mean, to me, makes it that much better. Um, Giannis still shot 50%, but he was forced to make some jumpers, um, which I'm fine with. But our quote-unquote big three – that, that if we got if we got a good game out of any of them, we would have won this game. Vukovic shoots nine for twenty-seven from the field. DeRozan shoots six for twenty-five. Who is a top-five MVP candidate? You cannot shoot six for twenty-five in a basketball game. For you're supposed to be our best player. And Levine shoots six for nineteen. That's dis- I mean, that's just a disgusting field goal percentage. If if you want. Me to do that, do that math re- real quick. I'll give it to you. But I, I, I'm lost for words here. I, you, you know, I'm struggling to get these words out. I don't know where this mm-hmm. came from. They look like prolific scorers, and down the stretch, we just couldn't play defense. I'm glad to see the defense, um, and I, it's promising. But I don't think you know. Chris yeah. Middleton had 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 a bad shooting night. With him on, with everybody on, we're going to lose this series. Caruso was able to very much annoy the hell out of, of Holiday, bringing up the ball. Um, and Middleton was definitely frustrated with the defense we were able to give to him. And we let we didn't let Giannis get his. We forced Giannis to take some jumpers and take some hard shots. Brooke Lopez was clutched down the stretch, um, but it comes down to those those three guys. They shoot a combined twelve no twenty one for seventy one from the field, which is a twenty nine point six percent field goal percentage. You can't do that and expect to win. Um, and I I hope for the Bulls' sake, this gives me hope though that we won't get swept. That's that's I think I think forcing a game game six. If we get to a game six and we get back to a third home game for the Bulls, that would be something. Um, It would have been nice to steal that first game because I think the Bucks are going to find some answers in the second game, but who knows? Who knows? The Bulls gave them problems, and uh, we'll see. We'll see in this next game, but that, that does it for us for the majority of what's happening in the show, but we did this a couple episodes ago. We played Wardle which is the Wordle version for baseball. Um, so this is the first time since then that Beal <laughs> hasn't played Wordle without waiting for the podcast. He is absolutely addicted. Um, yep. Be- Beal, before the show started, you compared it to like your morning coffee. You just have to have it.
1: It gets me going, yeah.
0: I'm glad it gets you going. I have started to play every single day. Um, just to improve it my skills. Happy. Yeah, it does. It when it pops up, like you have found the player, it really just makes me feel yeah. like I know, you know, I know a little something, you know, right? Just yeah. like the regular game world. It, portal. it, it gets my
1: ego going.
0: Yeah, just just stroking the ego a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I need that. All right, bill So since you are the f- you found this game first, yeah, um, and this is the I'm first time we're up. playing together. Uh I would like you to t- tell me what your first guess that you're typing in is. Um, and then we can alternate guesses while while talking it out together um, to try to find this. Uh, let me ask you first before yeah. we start playing. Do you think well, what is, what is your average with with finding names and finding guys?
1: My average, I don't even know, does it calculate
0: that for you? No, I I I'm just guesstimating. Mine's right around oh, like oh, like my guesses. Win
1: percentage is ninety six. It says.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. My win percentage so far is is a hundred percent, but that. Oh, nice. That that is only with playing like. I don't know, like fifteen times. So yeah, we get nine guesses. So it's not. Yeah yeah i i have
1: like looked up teams like i I try not to like look into rosters every so often i I feel like i just have to like jog my memory and like i'll look up you know a few players on google of the team and try to stay away but
0: i did fail with a marlins pitcher who i had no idea who he was he's like their fifth pitcher a lefty a couple days ago. I I look that up. But, B.O., why don't you get us started with
1: – Yeah, um, I'm going to go with one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, he's in the AL East, um, not on the Red Sox. Love this guy. Huge fan. He's got all the tools. Cedric Mullins. Oh, man. That's rough. So, we got yellow on the age for 27. And absolutely nothing else. So he's <laughs> yeah, I he's see probably that. Probably um, a righty, righty. He's um, probably in the NL West or the NL Central, um, and he might be an infielder or pitcher.
0: Yeah, I, I we're close with twenty seven though. So I'm gonna go with yeah. an infielder, a very good infielder, one of the best players in the game from the NL West. I'm gonna go with the best speedster there is, shortstop for the. Los Angeles Dodgers Wait
1: wait wait before you do that. Trey Turner's secondary is definitely center field. So that would be yellow. Right? I don't think does it give you
0: secondary? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah it does. So if if his position pops up yellow, it means that he's played that position in the past like 3 years or something.
0: Ooh, also but I, this complete but it was Jesus Luzardo is the player I didn't get for for Uh, New Orleans. That's what I feel. I don't
1: think I played that day.
0: Yeah. Well, I, if you did, I completely strike struck out on that day. Um, also Trey Turner is from the U S so it wouldn't be him in the first place. Um, for, for that,
1: uh, sorry, I just figured I would, you know, give some advice.
0: No, you're, you're good. I I should have,
1: I should have let you go with them.
0: Uh, I'll go with another shortstop, though, in the league. I'll go with Francisco Lindor. Was, uh, Francisco. He's in the NLE, so we would have gotten yeah, yellow that's right. for that. So, no, not going to be Francisco Lindor. NL could be NL Central. So, uh, I'm just trying to think of an infielder here. Help me out if you, if you got somebody. Maybe, like, David Bodie for the Cubs.
1: Uh, isn't Bodie a lefty?
0: No, he is a righty, but oh, also, he is a righty. Okay. also a statesman. You know what? Let's, yeah. let's send it with Sayas Suzuki. I was, I was actually going to say, I, I
1: like say Suzuki because he hasn't played long enough to, um, to play in center field.
0: Wait. But he is not in the game. He's <laughs> not in the game. What the hell? That, that is, is rude. I thought it was That's updated. Shitty. Um, we'll see. And it was updated before the season, I guess, a month before the season started, before Suzuki yeah. signed. So that is, that is sad uh-huh. to see that he's not even in the game. Because um, <laughs> he's absolutely tearing the face off of the ball right now for the Cubs. Um, and one was one of the biggest signings in free agency coming over from Japan. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I know – I don't know if we can get a, a perfect guess here. How about, I know he's probably a little bit too old for 27, and he's American, but we'll at least get the division. Um, is Nolan Arenado fine for you? As yeah, a guess? I'm happy
1: with that. Yep, let's do it. Nolan right. Arenado, you got the righty-righty. Uh, not in the NL Central, so he's an NL West dude. Um, yellow
0: for third base, though.
1: Yellow third baseman. So does that yeah.
0: – what does that mean to me? I,
1: I, I mean, I think a third baseman, like, I don't know. I guess you could say prim- catcher, okay. probably shortstop, second base, or first base, but it's not his primary position. Okay. Um, Definitely younger than 31, around 27, a righty-righty in the NL
0: West. Got to be in so the West. We got, I yeah. don't
1: think it's the Dodgers. The Rock. Giants, no Rockies, Rockies, Jimer Candelaria, but he bats switch. Um, he would be a non statesman. Uh, oh, but he's the starting third baseman. Uh, I'm just kidding, he's with the Tigers. I don't know why I was thinking of him. <laughs> yeah, um, CJ Crone, but he's from the States, right.
0: CJ Cron is from the States, like Padres, Um, maybe you want to throw out like Padres. I guess we could go Tatis and and yeah, fire away with Tatis. I I think he might be a little bit too young, um, obviously, but we'll at least narrow down team wise.
1: Yeah. So it's a short stop on the Padres. Righty, righty. um, Not from the Dominican and obviously too young. So, not
0: from the Dominican. We got the team, Padres. I see that. Not from the Dominican. Around twenty-seven years old is a shortstop. Um, who stepped in at shortstop when they sent Tatis to center field?
1: It was Cronenworth. Uh, so definitely not him.
0: Right then, yeah, they brought up Cronen Kren- from their farm system. Um, um. oh, what's the oh? What's the uh, the rookie they, they had, had last year from overseas? Oh, he played uh, second base Kim, a lot.
1: Hyunsu Kim, or is that? I think so. No, not Hyunsu. Uh, it's uh, Ha Sung. Ha Sung
0: Kim. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate that as a guess. If if yeah. you're okay with that. Wait, I, is he a
1: lefty? I, no, he's a righty. I
0: I think yeah I'm I think lucky. it might it's it's Kim. I think it is.
1: Yep, that's who it is. Yeah, four guesses. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That was pretty, pretty good.
0: good.
1: I honestly I would have guessed him, but I really thought that they would have listed his primary second base.
0: Yep, um, he is starting at shortstop this year for them. So um, yeah, I don't know what happened to because Tatis is
1: hurt. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess Cronenworth is now playing second, maybe, or the outfield. Or he's hurt. I don't know.
0: Gee, Cronenworth. I mean, he's playing. He just had an off day, I guess. I think – I don't know where he's playing now, um, but he's only batting two eleven so far this year.
1: I mean, I feel like Cronenworth can really play anywhere. Yeah,
0: he could play anywhere across the infield. So they're, they're definitely just switching them around. But four guesses is pretty good. It's um, very we, good. With this game, we got Hong Song Kim. Do you want to say something nice about Hong Song Kim? Uh, yeah, I, I mean,
1: I had very high hopes for him, wanted him to be a Red Sox. That says a lot. Um, I thought he'd be awesome at second base last year when, when – you know, he was generating some buzz in the free agency. Uh, I have very high hopes for him because there's not a lot of middle infielders that uh, can just kill the ball. Um, I, I mean, there's there's a handful of them, but there's not a ton of them. Uh, I, I think he has great power potential, and uh, I'm excited to see that. So hopefully ease what – you know, people made him out to be, but we're going to see.
0: Yep. Um, He's only 26 years old. The bat translated for sure last year. He had a, uh, he he had, he had a pretty solid season, nothing spectacular batting in the mid two hundreds with some pop. Um, One nice thing I'll say about him though. Is that? I mean, he's play. He plays a better shortstop than Fernando Tatis does. Yep, yep, that's right. Um, but that that's that's what I'll say there. Um, that does it for us for this show. I hope you like the Wardle segment because I, well. I'm not talking to you here. I'm talking to the fans, but I, I hope you also liked playing it with me Beal. If, if you don't want to play it for me and you want to do your morning coffee with Wardle. No, no, that's okay. Um, I enjoyed this. playing with you. If we do this twice a week, I would love to do that. Um, and like make this a staple. Cause I think that was a lot of fun, uh, just throwing names out there and each other just throw like shooting it down just based on one of the factors. Um, but good teamwork. We got it in four. We'll keep our stats. I'll keep a running total of our stats. Um, yeah, but that does it for us. Have an absolutely splendid day and yeah. Enjoy your sunrise sunsets as always. Um, don't forget, um, to thank everybody for the sacrifices they, they make every day. Um, for you, whether it be your parents or or your grandparents or friends. Because um, coming out of Easter and coming out of, of the Lent season, um, it was very nice to see the family again. And, and those are moments I always cherish. Um, and I know you do as well, Beal. Um, so I hope everybody had a great Easter weekend. Welcome back to the show. And please, Yankees, Please don't lose another season series to the Orioles. That does it for me. Me, Bill. You can take us out.
1: Yeah, come back, Jamal. Please
0: come back, please,
1: please.